Sunday evening, Sane Asylum, worldwide simulcast on republicbroadcasting.org and speakfreeradio.com. I'm your host, Giuseppe. Some call me the G-Man. And it is a great honor to welcome back for his monthly appearance uh, guest co-host John Friend of American Free Press, The Barnes Review, and his own website, the most excellent, therealistreport.com. Welcome, John. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm good, man. It's good to be back with you. How are things going? Uh, pretty crazy. Just monitoring if we're going to have World War Three or not. Uh, did you get a chance to read uh, Vladimir Putin's speech uh, from a day or so ago? Yes, I did. I read it. I watched it. Um, there's actually a, an excellent video. I think it was Sky News where they had the English, uh, you know, the English translator basically speaking, and it was a good way to, to, to listen and, and sort of digest everything that he had to say. He had a lot of very, very powerful and important things to say, including denouncing Western elites as essentially satanic and promoting transgenderism, homosexuality, basically trying to take over the world and stamp out any form of authentic ethnic and national identity. It was a very, very powerful speech. There was a, only a couple minor things that he said that sort of made me cringe, one of which was I think he invoked Goebbels and sort of denounced Western elites as 
you know, in, in engaging in big lie techniques, and you know, which is of course always blamed on Hitler and the, and the quote unquote Nazis. When in reality, if you read Mein Kampf, Hitler was actually expertly dissecting and explaining this technique of propaganda and it's exactly what the jews do it's exactly what the jewish western media does and and the the sort of techniques that they engage in the total gaslighting of the public where they will tell you literally the opposite of what's what's really going on you know up is down down is up blue is red these sorts of things um but besides that it was an excellent speech very very powerful this is clearly a man that is a serious, responsible, honorable statesman that is standing up for his country and standing up, frankly, to this evil Jewish system. Of course, he doesn't put it in those terms, but that's exactly what he is describing. It is a a, a, a unipolar world order that is totally managed and run by elite Jewish financial and political interests, and that's essentially what, what he's standing up against. And hopefully at some point he'll say it in those explicit terms, and maybe we'll even have a few political leaders in the Western world that will you know come around and, and get on board and recognize what's going on and start speaking the truth. Thus far, we are very much lacking in that department. Oh, amen. And I actually have a quote that underlines exactly what you referred to. This is this is a direct quote from Putin translated from that speech where he says, now they, meaning the uh, globalist elites, now they have moved on entirely to a radical denial of moral norms, religion, and family. The dictatorship of the Western elites is directed against all societies, including the peoples of the Western countries themselves. This is a challenge to all. This is a complete denial of humanity, the overthrow of faith and traditional values. Indeed, the suppression of freedom is taking on the outlines of a reverse religion of outright Satanism. Do we really want to see perversions that lead to degradation and extinction to be posed imposed on children in our schools from the earliest years for it to be drilled into them that there are supposedly some genders besides men and women and offered the chance to undergo sex change operations how about that that is he he went to the heart yeah go ahead john yeah no 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 you're right i mean it's and there's there's actually a few different versions of the speech that i've seen um, I, I'm actually looking at one. I was reading um, Dr. Kevin McDonald at theoccidentalobserver.net posted a lengthy excerpt of the speech, and I think the version that he posted came directly from the Kremlin's website, which is usually where I go to to, to, to find his speeches and his statements and whatnot. And and so the, the version is a little bit different, but he's basically expressing the same sentiments as you just you know sort of outlined right there. And he actually even invoked Jesus Christ. And was basically saying that, you know, but he was quoting the Sermon on the Mount, by, by their fruits ye shall know them, right? So, I mean, this is a very righteous individual. I think he even um, explicitly stated that Russia, Russia is and, and, or, and it always has been a Christian country, um, you know, that stands for traditional values and, and, and these sorts of things. So it was, in my view, a very revolutionary speech. One that I hope Americans will actually sit down and, and listen to or read, which, of course, you know, you look and I was actually looking at some of the coverage of it um, in, you know, like mainstream media. And, and, you know, it's the typical, the tip, you know, Putin's this unhinged, um, you know, radical, you know, he's not making any sense. In fact, I just read an article in the Daily Beast, Vladimir Putin must go, uh, this Jew, David Roth, 
this is his name, Rothkamp, I think is his name. Uh-huh. He's, you know, he wrote this op-ed in the Daily Beast basically saying that, uh, you know, it's, now it's time for regime change. And Joe Biden was saying similar things, you know, earlier this year, basically saying that, you know, Putin cannot remain in power and these sorts of things. And of course, uh, you know, Jews like, like this pundit, it's not going to be Israel or, or Jewish soldiers out there fighting in this war. It's going to be the Goyim, you know, the the American soldiers and, 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 and NATO allies, I guess. Uh, that that would be involved in this sort of World War Three type scenario, of course. And I mean, it, it, things are just. It, last time I, I was on Skype, you had mentioned you know some of the topics that we could get into. And the last time I was on, I was sort of like just frustrated, like how much more are Americans going to put up with? And at this <laughs> point, I'm asking myself, how much more is Russia going to put up with? I mean, Putin has this outstanding speech denouncing the West, explaining the world, explaining what's at stake, explaining what this conflict is all about explaining um, and articulating an alternative you know v- vision for the world this sort of multipolar world order where you know everything isn't just dictated by Washington and Brussels and and, and basically you know the Jews in Washington DC um, and, and now we're at a point where I'm like okay how much is Russia gonna put up with I mean the United States I, I think it's pretty clear at this point that it was definitely America behind the industrial terrorism the the explosions on you know at the uh, the Nord Stream pipelines. Right. So I mean, this is a direct attack, not only on Russia but on Germany, on on Europe, on the people of Europe. I mean, what are they going to do? You know, this is just outrageous. And from what I've read, actually, there's a there, there's been a huge backlash in Germany, and there's a lot of people that are very very fed up and frustrated with what's going on, and are are, are basically calling for a total breaking of of relations with not only the eu but but certainly america and nato and and trying to get back on a on a on the right footing with russia because russia is obviously a huge player in the region and has provided uh you know huge huge chunks of of energy to europe so it's a, it's an incredible situation i mean you know things have it, it's been an incredible situation for a long time but things only seem to be sort of heating up and the way putin is is explaining all this and and basically talking to the entire world and, and articulating what's going on is very, very powerful. This is a, a very revolutionary moment, I think. Oh, well stated. And, you know, you're the perfect guy to ask this next question because, um, like me, you're a trained investigative journalist. You're also a historian and write some excellent articles for the Barnes Review. And if you look at the history of Mother Russia, how the um, synagogue of Satan, Sabbatean Frankist Jews uh, – invaded and took over the country the bolsheviks in the the uh 1917 onward uh effort to destroy uh the czar and his family brutally murdered tortured and murdered them and why why would putin not have long ago named the jew literally what's your thoughts on that you know i don't know it's something that <laughs> i'm just waiting for somebody somewhere to stand up and tell the the whole truth and identify these people. I mean, because it's no secret, you know. Like I mentioned, I, I cited this guy that just wrote this article calling for regime change in Russia. These people make clear what what their agenda is, what they're all about. Um, you know, the 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 role of the Jews in the communist revolution, for example, is very very well documented. You have quotes directly from Jews themselves, basically bragging about it and boasting about it. Speaking of the Barnes Review, in the July August. 2022 edition so not the most recent issue but the the issue before uh we had a whole article about the jewish involvement in the communist revolution this is obviously a topic that's been 
written about and, and, and discussed at, at, at great length in revisionist circles over the years. Um, but th- this article is by a, a, a historian named John Weir. Um, basically, I mean, is citing like official government documents and, and even Jewish writers themselves openly admitting this and bragging about it. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's one of these things that it's like the most taboo subject, but it's the most critical subject for actually understanding the way the world works. And we're still waiting for somebody to get up there and say it, you know, besides, you know, us on our on our podcasts and on our websites and stuff. I don't know of a single world leader. There was that guy in Malaysia, um, the former foreign, I think he was the, uh, the former prime minister in Malaysia who, um, said some interesting things over the years, basically calling out the Holocaust, calling out the Jews. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to remember the guy's name. Um, uh, Mahathir Muhammad. Yes, right. I don't know if that that name rings a bell. Yeah, it does. I remember watching him give some of those speeches and he pulled no punches for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I guess there are certain world leaders that that will openly talk about the Jews and what the Jews are up to and and question their fake Holocaust narrative, but they're very few and far between. And um, I I remember this guy, he was saying – this made headlines years ago. I actually have an article on my website I just found from September 2019 where he was basically saying you cannot have free speech – I'm sorry – anti-Semitism like goes to the heart of, of the free speech debate because if you can't talk openly and critically about Jews then you don't have free speech and we've right. been living in a, in a in a system where we think we have free speech but th- these are topics that you're certainly not a- allowed to openly discuss without there being very serious consequences absolutely correct and uh, Sam if you could uh, blah blah blah. Cue up clips number six, and it's interesting, John. I I, I saw this movie. I mean, I, I just turned sixty three a couple months ago, and I remember in nineteen eighty one, I saw this movie in a theater with my then girlfriend, and it was really awesome. And it and looking back, uh, I came upon this quote, and it seems like in the mass media, there's two types of of uh, warnings. There, there's the mind control, predictive programming that they you don't realize they're telling you what's coming, and then there's clever. Uh, um, writers, script writers who try to warn you, and this was from 1981, pretty much warning what was coming with Agenda 2030, so listen to this. We're all bored now, but has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no? See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand. And he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. And when I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert, who had devoted his life to saving trees. Just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the Redwoods. He's 84 years old. He always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. And when I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York. Yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? 
I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they've built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison. And then he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. See, actually for two or three years now, Chiquita and I have had this very unpleasant feeling that we really should get out. That we really should feel like Jews in Germany in the late 30s. Get out of here. Of course, the problem is where to go because it seems quite obvious that the whole world is going in the same direction. There you go. How about wow, that, John? Inter- yeah, no, that's very, very interesting. Yeah. Well, it's, it certainly sounds a lot like what's going on today. And, yep. and that, that last bit about, you know, what's what's happening like in places like New York or California, it's it's happening everywhere. I mean, yes. this this worldwide anti-satanic, you know, anti-human Jewish system has been implemented virtually everywhere. And, and it, it, you know, it, it's touched and influenced virtually every community all across America, certainly. And, and probably other parts of Europe as well. And it's one again that that Russia is basically saying, ah, no, no, thanks. We're good. We're gonna, you know, do things the traditional way and honor our ancestors and honor our history and in our culture. And and we want nothing to do with this satanic, unipolar, Jewish-led system. So yeah, it's 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 very very interesting. So John, uh, on uh, the Thursday night Saint Asylum, we're taking some calls and got a call from a. A, a thoughtful listener who asked the question, which I'd like to ask you, is like, how do we deal with these Jews when they uh, immediately try to put you on your heels and say you're an anti-Semite or you're a transphobe or you're a hater, blah, blah, blah. All, all it is is just ad hominem insults. And so uh, I thought that was a really great question. And, and my answer was don't don't ever be put on the defensive and, and address the uh, the, the situation with facts and what Jews have actually done, not not what their victimhood lies, uh, uh, try to get you sucked into. But what, how would you reply to that question when someone calls you a anti-Semite or a homophobe or a hater? Yeah, that's an interesting an inter- interesting question. It's always tough to uh, to deal with these sort of weaponized terms. And I, I mean, I, and you know, I actually, <laughs> over the years, I've have a decent amount of experience talking to people in, in real life, friends or family, or just people that, you know, um, you know, I've known, you know, you know, previously in life, and and they they learn that I have a website and talk about these things, and mm-hmm. you know, I've written about quote unquote, you know, anti-Semitic issues and and, and Holocaust denial and these sorts of things, and I always try to just basically figure out what what exactly do you mean, like what is anti-Semitism, what is racism what what do these terms even mean and and I try to always explain that these are simply weaponized buzzwords that are used to prevent any sort of critical or honest inquiry into some of these controversial issues i mean anti-semitism for, for example the way it's invoked and used by the organized jewish community by people like jonathan greenblatt or abe foxman before him at mm-hmm. the adl basically like noticing studying, documenting, and openly discussing and critiquing what Jews are up to and, and just recognizing their power, their influence, their overall agenda, and stating basic, easily provable facts 
about their overall agenda. That is anti-Semitism. It is basically openly dealing with the Jewish question and or the Jewish problem. Mm-hmm. That that is essentially what it is. And so I think you know, just sort of breaking it down and and, and never ever being. Um, you know, like bullied or, or, or guilted with these words, or, or you know, like like you say, sort of going on the defensive, like, oh well, I'm I'm really actually not racist, or I'm not anti-Semitic. You know, I, I th- that's a very weak position. You got, almost have to embrace it. Look, if you want to call me an anti-Semite because I I literally read Jewish news news sources and and follow <laughs> and follow Jewish organizations like the Anti-Defamation League or the World Jewish Congress. Or you know, listen to interviews with powerful Jewish leaders and and you know influencers, people that basically represent the organized Jewish community. I mean, if if that's anti-Semitic, then so be it. But I I I think it's important to openly talk about these things, to question them, to critique them, to figure out what the hell is really going on in this world. And see, that's the thing. I mean, that's their greatest power is preventing us from critically investigating what they're actually up to preventing us from talking about it creating these uh these taboo subjects these taboo topics that we're, we're not allowed to address we're only i mean basically think about it you, you you're you're only allowed to like praise jews you're not allowed to to question anything or to to notice even what they're up to otherwise again you know it's treated as as a form of anti-semitism and and irrational hatred and these sorts of things when in reality i mean anybody that knows me anybody that's ever met me in person or or knows anything about me it's it would be ridiculous foolish to 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 think that i would just irrationally hate somebody because of their ethnicity or or their race or whatever yeah that's just not the case that's not how pretty much anybody I've ever met or dealt with in, in sort of like the alternative media, independent media, or like the pro-white movement or the quote-unquote anti, you know, people that, that talk about Jews critically. I mean, nobody's really like that. That's just uh, basically a slander, you know, that, that's that's True. thrown at us. So that, that's not how I operate. That's not how anybody I know operates. I, I mean, these sort of like Hollywood costume Nazis that you see in movies and stuff like that. I mean... I question whether any of these people actually even really exist in the real world. I certainly haven't met any, and I, I don't I don't deal with those sorts of people. The people no. that I deal with are honestly and 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 scholarly talking about these issues and trying to get to the bottom of them. Well, speaking of family and friends, I found a really interesting quote from a young woman, Sam. If you could cue up clip number eight, how to wake up family and friends, and we'll play that in a moment. But first. Uh, as with all excellent guests, the, sh- the show is just racing by. I want to make sure each half hour we uh, let people know how they can follow the excellent investigative journalist John Friend. Please tell everybody about your various websites and projects. Yeah, yeah. Well, you had mentioned uh, I-, I have my personal website, therealistreport.com, and you can find um, archives of, of pretty much all the radio programs I've done over the years. Um, I had a, uh, a, a an archived um, – audio feed that got deleted a couple years ago. So some of my really, really older podcasts going back to like 2012, 2013, some of those really, really old ones are no longer available, unfortunately. But pretty much all my most recent podcasts are available right on the website. I have an RSS feed. I follow a lot of a lot of programs via an RSS feed. That way they just download directly you know, to your phone or to your um, – 
you know, to your computer if you do it that way. So that's a good way to to sort of stay up to speed with with what's going on is checking out therealistreport.com. I also write for American Free Press, America's last real newspaper. It's a bi-weekly national print publication. Uh, their website is AmericanFreePress.net. And then, as you mentioned, I also write for the Barnes Review, the bi-monthly history magazine. Um, basically, like the last revisionist history publication in existence, at least that I'm aware of. Um, and it's a great magazine. We have a lot of great contributors, great writers um, dealing with pretty much all aspects of history. The most recently published issue is actually a um, an expanded 28th anniversary theme uh, dealing with ancient mysteries. So it's a little bit different. Usually the Barnes Review is kind of focused on World War II revisionism. We've also covered a lot of like Civil War revisionism, um, that sort of thing, American history, European history. Uh, but this issue was, was, was a little bit unique. It was uh, dealing with ancient mysteries, a very, very interesting, interesting topic, one that um, I certainly could, could you know, d- learn a lot more about. I, it's not a topic that, that I've ex- explored in great depth. Uh, so, you know, that, that was a cool issue that just came out. Uh, but, yeah, the Barnes Review is a, a great publication. I'd encourage everybody to subscribe to both the newspaper and the magazine. The Barnes Review's website is barnesreview.org, and you can find subscription details right there. Awesome. And and this young woman has some real insight into how to wake up family and friends. How can I wake up my friends and family? So I'm going to answer this question that I get all the time, and it's an answer that sometimes people don't like to hear, but I'm going to explain why I think it's true. So in evolutionary astrology, way back in the 90s, when a guy named Jeffrey Wolf Green founded this type of astrology, which is a type of astrology that I practice, he stated that 70% of the population lives in a consensus state, which is basically a herd mentality. So these are the literal NPCs of the world. So they don't form in independent thought. When they want to know what their opinions are on certain topics, they just look to the external world. So these kinds of people will tend to get the most offended when you present them certain views that go outside of their paradigm, because their beliefs actually represent unconscious security needs. So they unconsciously gain security in trusting the mainstream media, celebrities, the experts, the government. They basically can't really think for themselves, so they seek security in outsourcing their opinions to the outer world. And moving from this consensus herd mentality to the next stage, which is an individuated state, is actually often a traumatic process because instead of trusting the external world like you always have, the government, the authorities, you actually have to learn how to trust self as an inner guidance system instead. And in order to do that, you actually have to decondition and undo a lot of what you thought was true about yourself and the world in the process. So this is a really alienating and lonely process by design because in order to discover who you are, you actually have to separate from the herd to begin with. And the thing is, you can't actually force people out of this state. It has to come from an inner calling. So it has to come from them realizing that there is something different inside of them that can't be explained by the expert science celebrities government and in my view it really takes a certain ripeness of the soul to even want to go down that path because it's not easy 
Most people will actually refuse the call of their individuation again and again and again because their unconscious security needs to stay in the unknown, the known rather, of the consensus is so strong. So you don't want to like hate them for that. It's actually a necessary stage in their own soul's development. And this is why trying to wake up family, friends, and others in general is almost always a failed project. And really, how I feel about it, the best thing you can do in these times is focus on your own soul evolution and find something unique about you that you can bring back to the world. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it is the most highly individuated and spiritualized people who actually create the next consensus. And they don't do this by forcefully trying to wake up the people who are asleep. They do this by bringing back their true essence, their true nature, and their soul gifts back to the consensus where they can uplift, inspire, and show people there's a different way to be. Wow, I thought that was inspiring. What did you think, John? Yeah, boy, that that certainly describes my experience. <laughs> and I think probably... I think probably most people as well, um, you know, that sort of wake up to what's really going on and that, you know, you try to share information with friends and family and and nine times out of 10, it doesn't go too well. Although I would say, I mean, I I guess I have had a a little bit of success over the years and um, I've heard some real horror stories from people that have, you know, like had, had some really, really bad experiences with the, you know, trying to, trying to sort of wake people up and alienating everybody and, Right. You know, creating major divisions and, and, and problems with people. Luckily, my family's been been very very cool about the whole whole thing for pretty much since the beginning. And you know, I've kind of I've, I've kind of had some uh, crazy things happen to me over the years doing this publicly, and, and they've sort of stood by my side, which is very very encouraging. Well, we stand by your side, John. Stay tuned for part two of the Sane Asylum after these messages. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's one. Rad. Consistent results when used for heart problems. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious that if he hadn't made it to the hospital in time, he would have died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. 
After researching alternatives, he tried Extendivite. While taking Extendivite, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Extendovite. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history, but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica, another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, we offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret. S-U-S-A-N-A-S-Secret.com segment of the Sane Asylum simulcast worldwide on republicbroadcasting.org and speakfreeradio.com. As always, I'm your host, Giuseppe. Some call me the G-Man. Honored to be joined with guest co-host John Friend of The Realist Report and Cracker Jack reporter for American Free Press and excellent article writer for the revisionist historical historian magazine, uh, The Barnes Review. And please check those out and subscribe. And also, if you can support uh, Republic Broadcasting, some of those commercials were describing the excellent products, or just donate a a few uh, magic shekels. Really, it's vital to keep uh, platforms like Republic Broadcasting and Speak Free going. And you can also donate to Speak Free the same way. Just go to either website and throw them a few bucks. It would be uh, otherwise you're you're just going to be stuck listening to the Sabbatean Frankist controlled Jew media who wants you to be so afraid of the Russians, which is um, a song by the Solomons I thought was appropriate to uh, have coming out of the break. So we'll open up the phone lines, and that would be area code 512-248-8252, 512-248-8252, they always say, 
say it three times, 512-248-8252, especially one of the rare times you get to get to talk to John Friend, who's uh, an excellent uh, warrior in the truth media. So I, we actually have our first caller, John. It's a uh, friend of show, Chance from West Virginia. How are you, Chance? Hello, Giuseppe. Hello, John. You know, listening to hey, that girl. Back. Hello. Uh, uh, before I address you, John, i got to make one comment. I, listening to that girl speak on that clip you played, Giuseppe, that reminds me, the late, great Bill Cooper said the same thing in his book, Behold a Pale Horse. Right. That the people that the people have to change their paradigms. So that really struck a chord with me. And John, I noticed you made that you made the front cover of the recent AFP. Yes, yes, I did. Um, which are you talking about? The one that was just published just this past well, I, week. I got the one. I received it September twenty seventh. So uh, I guess that's. There might be one sitting in my box right now, but that's that's the one. It, I think it was twenty second, twenty sixth. Uh, Killing America was was okay. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But, yep. but the main thing, but what really interests me, John, is this. I saw I, I flipped over to page twenty three, and your other article, which you might want to expound upon for your your listeners. It really uh, uh, it. I got a glimmer of hope reading about that National Justice Party that had the convention in Ohio. Maybe you might want to expound on that to the listeners real quickly, and I'll hang up because that seemed pretty interesting. I saw a glimmer of hope in that uh, particular article, John, and I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Chance. Uh, John, so page 23, the National Justice Party. I think that's Mike Pinovich and Eric Stryker's party, is it not? Yeah, yeah, it is actually. Uh, Mike Pinovich, um, Eric Stryker, Warren Baylog. Uh, there's a, a whole group of guys that got together and formed this National Justice Party over two years ago. It's, it's a little over two years two years old at this point, and they have been growing big time. And you can find their speeches uh, right on their Odyssey channel. Actually, I think the main website is nationaljusticeparty.com. And I've been following sort of like the right stuff, you know, the, the, the radio network for many, many years now. And um, this this National Justice Party sort of formed out of that network. And, um, yeah, they had the they had a meeting in, in early September. I think it was over Labor Day weekend. It was probably one of the biggest pro-white gatherings ever in American history, certainly in, in, in modern modern American history. And um, the speeches and stuff are, are right on the National Justice Party website. And uh, it was excellent. It is very encouraging seeing something like this. Now, this is a political organization, a political movement that is openly talking about the Jewish problem, right? So, I mean, here's an example. Right. And, and, of course, this isn't like a, you know, a mainstream party by any means. And I don't even believe that they're actually running candidates at this point. They're sort of just networking, gathering supporters, uh, building their network and that sort of thing. Uh, which is very, very good, very, very encouraging. I've always been very impressed with um, with, with Mike Pinovich. He's one of the, the best political an analysts out there, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't always agree with every little you know angle or every every take that he has, but overall, I think uh, I think this is very important. This is a very a, a very uh, positive and encouraging development in American politics. And I would encourage anybody just to, to check out their website if they're, if they're not familiar with this organization. The um, article that he's referring to, that our caller was referring to, Chance was his name? Yes, Chance from West Chance, Virginia. Chance, yeah. 
that article was in the in the print edition of the newspaper, and it's also up on the American Free Press website, AmericanFreePress.net. You can find it over there, and it's also on my website as well. I usually post um, or any article that that appears on American Free Press. I usually end up posting it on my website as well, and then linking back, you know, and sort of explaining that this was, you know, originally published by American Free Press. I have an entire section of American Free Press articles. That um, is right on my website. That and, and these are articles that um, usually go on on the website. And then, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll post them on my website again. But yeah, I'd encourage people to check it out. You can find it on on either place, or of course in the print magazine as well. And it's it's excellent. I don't know if you've um, ever ever interviewed any of those guys, or if you follow their work. But it, I'm 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 very much impressed with with what they're doing. I think it's for sure a step in the right direction, if nothing else. Oh man, I used to be a huge fan of those guys, and I paid to hear all their shows uh, about five, six years ago. And then, then, then they started to get real pro vaccination, and I'm like, "Geez, you guys are barking up the wrong tree." So I let my subscription lapse. But uh, I really love Fascination. In fact, Fascination has carried uh, 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 also on Speak for Your Radio. Those guys are brilliant. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and and that, yeah, Warren is on that program. He's one of the guy, one of the main guys that founded. The National Justice Party with with, with Pinovich and, and Eric Stryker and, and a few others, yeah, yeah, no, they're good. They're they're very good. They got a, a great radio network. Um, you know, like you said, I I certainly don't agree with the whole vaccine issue either. I don't know if, what exactly their position is on it. Um, I don't even think it's something that they really focus too much attention on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I certainly w- wouldn't wouldn't support anybody taking any sort of vaccine. Certainly this <laughs> yes. this uh you know this gene therapy this oh my God. vaccine for sure. So. But yeah, it, it's good. I mean, and that's the thing, like, you know, operating in the alternative media, you encounter so many v- very brilliant people, people that have interesting ideas and very unique perspectives on on all sorts of different topics. Um, and it, one thing that I've noticed is that there's very few people that I would agree 100% with on everything. Right. You know what I mean? And that's not a bad thing. That's exactly. Just the, that's just, yeah, that, that's the nature of of um, being awake to what's going on in the world is you're going to encounter some of the smartest, brightest, most interesting people. And, and everybody's going to have their own ideas and, and, and own, own unique takes on things. And, and to me, that's, that's what makes the alternative independent media so valuable, so special, something that, um, you, you know, it shouldn't be like a divisive thing. It should be something yes. that, that is celebrated in my mind. Oh, well stated. Yeah. It's really sad because, um, intentionally in my opinion the last 40 years with the you know the the 3000 uh cable channels and then the especially since social media uh it seems most people are dumbed down to the point where they're emotionally spiritually intellectually uh very immature and so they can't discuss as adults i don't have to agree with everyone for example yesterday i had this black nationalist io kamathe who wrote this book called jews are the problem you might want to consider having him on the show one of these days he's just a bright guy and he champions his race the black race and and but you know we discussed as adults who the real enemy is which is the name of his book jews are the problem and that's how it should be with everyone and one of the saddest things is is you get a lot a lot of fiery people who just are unable to have adult discussions anymore, which I think is a real tragedy. Oh, look, I, I completely agree, and it's something I've been observing in the you know in this sort of alternative sphere from day one. Is how much you know infighting and gossip there is, yeah, yeah. and some of that I think is 
part of this government strategy, frankly. I mean, what was yes. the guy's name? Cass Sunstein wrote a whole book about cognitive infiltration and, and yep. disrupting quote unquote conspiracy, you know, forums and conspiracy, you know, places on the internet where people gather to talk about these sorts of things. And and either injecting um ridiculous theories or, or whatever somehow basically just disrupting the conversation and i think nine times out of ten that is accomplished by generating division by generating yes. gossip and and these sorts of things and getting people fighting with each other and i mean to me i who has time to even engage in that sort of behavior i mean i don't have time for it i don't have the energy for it it's very very negative and depressing and almost like <laughs> I don't know. I just that, that's not the type of person I am. That's not that, not the type. Th- that's not the way that I, I like to spend my time. <laughs> you know, engaging. In oh, this. amen, amen. So yeah, I want I want nothing to do with that. Uh, but you know, you see how effective it is. I mean, you know, they they they, they stir up these uh, these online feuds regularly, and you know, you hear all sorts of gossip and stuff, and that's something that that should just be dismissed, ignored, and 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 basically stepped over. I mean, I want nothing to do with it. Hundred percent, as they say these days. So we yeah. have a bunch of callers lined up. Next one is Miles from Maine. Miles, welcome. What would you like to discuss with John Friend? Giuseppe, goodbye, kick out so Hey, kick out so far, goodbye. Great to hear John up there, man. John, keep doing the great job, man. It's awesome to hear you, and I hope we have you on more. You know, speaking of Io, I was waiting to hear him, and I finally did hear him for the first time on that show. But I think uh, there was an opportunity there to educate him that was missed. He made a couple comments. One was, you know, uh, the black man gets attacked trying to defend their, you know, stand up for their Fourth Amendment. But, you know, what could have been mentioned there is how more white people are attacked by the police than anybody. Oh, no, and, I, uh, I, we're just getting to know each other. And, and down the road, I, I'm, I'm going to address some of those things. But sometimes you want to yeah. lay a foundation before you get a little it, little uh, exactly. salty. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, and I could see you were doing that. And you guys did a great job. I mean, that was a heck of a show. But I just thought that would be something for his war bag, too. And also he mentioned, uh, you know, he he didn't quite, he had the wrong context of white nationalist. He thought that was like, white racist as in like he had plugged into charlottesville mainstream right right uh, yeah. he, he didn't quite understand it, but i'm going to tell you that guy can be he can be an awesome uh, uh machine i mean if you if he keeps on the right track like that because he like you said he's an intelligent guy and, and he's uh, willing to learn and open up to new ideas and you know so yeah i noticed he's got a, he had a couple things that he was still uh drinking the kool-aid of the mainstream but i guarantee yeah. you if if you if i start sending him some articles and some research uh he'll 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 he's he's he, he's like a sponge i bet he'll soak it up yeah he's he's got an open mind that's for sure now is he gonna be having his own show over there too um i don't know that's uh uh i really i don't i don't that would be really interesting i don't know though that's a good question yeah. i have i haven't heard anything about it so well, it's great to hear. You know, it's like you guys took the air right out of Rev Radio, I'm sorry to say, but, I mean, it's a 24-hour, uh, uh, you know, Art Bell marathon now is basically what it is, and all the good guys are gone, especially you, and 
you know, of course, we never got uh, Scorpio back on track, unfortunately. But you're keeping the, you're 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 really picking up the tracks and laying them down. And that's well, from what I understand, music. Scorpio's coming to RBN with Mike Gaddy at, at, at some point in the next month or so. They're going to have a show on Saturdays, from what I understand. So uh, yeah, Scorpio's coming gonna, back. Yep. It ain't going to be the same as you two together, but uh, that's how it was kind of when Stat Miller and Corn Key split. But uh, that music that you've been putting out, man, you you are really quite the guy. And as uh, who were those old guys, older guys, gentlemen that were that band? I can't think of what their oh, name is. Oh, Crack the but... Sky! They're unbelievable. Oh. Those dudes are are oh. going, between seventy five and eighty years old, and they still play three and a half hours straight in their shows. They, they play. Were... They're unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, they were stomping, man. But that music you were playing was uh, no no slouch, Giuseppe. Good job, man. And with that, I'm going to let you go. You guys have a great show. John, it's wonderful to hear you on here. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Our next caller is Brian from Missouri. Brian, welcome. What would you like to discuss with John Friend? Are you there? Hello? I'm here. Hello. Are you okay. there, Brian? Yeah, you were talking about Shabbat and Frankus, and, you know, I'm the guy that does all that chakra dhyana kundalini yoga stuff, you know, where I get up mm-hmm. to that those higher chakras. Boy, they gave me a lot of stuff on, on the Shabbat and Frankus. And at the time, I I was like, who's a Shabbat, or Shabbat and Zivi? Because the name came through, and I found it on the Internet. And yeah, Zivi, geez, yeah. Yeah, and then I found an article on uh, Winter Watch where they talked about Jacob Frank and how he said he was a reincarnation of uh, Shabbat and Zivi. And yep. uh, Shabbat, and, Shabbat and Zivi said he was the Christ on June 6th of 1666. Right. So he, yeah. was, he was the Antichrist, and people don't get that. He's been here. And then they showed me, when they showed me all this stuff on him, that there was something called Sestu QV that showed up in 1666, and also the London Fire was in 1666 to herald his coming, and that there was some plague or something. This is what I got. And so when I found that on Winter Watch, I was just... Uh, elated because it fit everything I was getting from my higher chakras. The 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 Shabbat and Frankus worship the Antichrist. Okay, yes. that's that's who they're for. You know, and uh, Brandeis and Bill Gates. You know, when you see Melinda Gates with an upside down cross, that's like, oh, yep. we worship the Antichrist, and yep. it's all through this egregore thing. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with an egregore. It's this group uh, 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 consciousness that they they uh, taint, and you know they got in the original Bible, and then they get the whole consciousness believing about sin and going to hell, which d- didn't really exist until you get it through the egregore, and the egregore amplifier is all the mainstream press. Okay, that's why, like, for the Alex Jones trial, they bring in all the cameras and everything, because once they get it in the egregore, our group consciousness, then it's a problem. So That's a anyway. fascinating theory, Brian. appreciate your call. And, John, your thoughts on a couple of real sweethearts in Zebatai, Zevi, and Jacob Franks. Unbelievable, those two guys. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it, that's an interesting topic. I remember first learning about that. Do you remember the website IamTheWitness.com, Daryl yeah, uh, Bradford website. Smith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was kind of like my uh, – th- that website was like my first big wake-up into the whole, you know, JQ, and, you know, I was learning about how Israel was behind 9-11 and, you know, all the Jews in the Bush administration and whatnot. And I remember him having information about these Frankis, um, Savitai, Sevi, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But, I mean, I, and, and certainly I, it's, it's not a topic I, I know a, a great deal about, but, I mean, frankly, it just seems like, as, as Putin <laughs> described it, I mean, pure Satanism, you know, worshiping, you know, the, the, the total inversion of, of the, the world that God created, right? Yes, it, exactly. It's, it's literally everything that is divine, which is nature, men and women, and, and love. It's the exact opposite. It's, 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 it's a vile inversion. Yeah, and, right. So, like, they're, they're totally like opposed to the concept of of like logos and like the the natural ordering exactly, of the world. Yeah. yeah. All right, we've got our next caller, Bill in Austin, Texas. Bill, welcome. What would you like to discuss with John Friend? Bill, maybe you can uh, shed us your your opinion on this. Um, what do you think about uh, looking at it from the angle of? Uh, Sort of like a narcissistic uh, social psychopath uh, abuse or gaslighting, so forth, that type of thing. When you speak of these people doing these, um, well, that, that, that's exactly the way the mass media works. That's exactly the way these elite politicians work. I mean, they will literally get up there and tell you the exact opposite of reality. And I mean, there's so many examples of this, whether it's the, remember a few months ago, Tucker Carlson got in all that trouble for openly talking about like the, the concept of the great replacement. Yep, and, right. and this is something that, you know, Joe Biden himself is, is bragging about and saying, you know, the United States is not going to be a white country anymore. And that's a good thing. And we need more mm-hmm. immigrants. We need more foreigners coming in here. And, and you know, you can see you, – you, I'm sure you guys have seen and, and most of the listeners have seen, like, just the, the compilation of clips of all these elite media people and, and, and politicians basically saying the same thing, celebrating, oh, yeah. celebrating the, the ethnic the, – the white ethnic destruction in America and in Europe and, and praising diversity and saying it's our greatest strength and these sorts of things. And then turning around and, and denouncing anybody as a conspiracy theorist that would talk about this openly. You know, so that's, I mean, one perfect example of, of gaslighting on, on full display. But, I mean, there's many, many other examples. This idea that, you know, like the, like the NATO officials, President Biden, are saying that Russia was behind the bombing of their own pipeline. I mean, <laughs> who, who, who is seriously accepting that? Like, I mean, it's just so absurd and, and in-your-face ridiculous. But this is how these people operate. I mean, they will tell you the biggest lies – and and expect you just to sit around and go along with it and not say anything, right? You oh, were well discussing stated. also about how. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to uh, agree with everything John said. So please go ahead, Bill. Um, you were discussing about how the uh, the general population's reactions to these techniques that these uh, that's being done to them. It it kind of resembles. Uh, uh, Someone that's been abused by a narcissist or, you know, psychopath kind of situation also. Sim- yeah, similar. Right. It, it is, yeah. Stockholm Syndrome, you know, these sorts of concepts co- come up. And, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. We are a very psychologically damaged society. Oh, yeah. 
you know, I, and, and I mean, there, there's a, a variety of ways of looking at it, but I mean, just the fact that it's, it's in, incredibly difficult to have a serious conversation with, with just about anybody anymore. Right. I mean, of course, there's exceptions, but generally speaking, most people can't even intellectually or psychologically like deal with complicated matters, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like too much for them to think about. Which I mean is a direct reflection of the way the media works, of the way society in general works, of way of the educational system. I, I've noticed a lot. I mean, trying to talk about some of these issues with people over the years, um, you quickly realize that a good chunk of the population literally does not even know how to think properly, how to like like think critically, like how to analyze and assess information. It's so you true. Know? And and that's well, a deliberate process. I mean, that's the deliberate dumbing down of America. I have a link on my website um, to the uh, a website that specializes in the trivium of education. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're studying logic and and, and critical thinking and in reasoning and these sorts of things. And and these are concepts that are t- like traditionally Western education was based off of. You wouldn't even you would never encounter this information in a modern public school. Right. You know, or, or or at a university for that matter. I mean, maybe if you took like a philosophy class, but generally speaking, you are not properly instructed on on how to actually think critically. And, you know, I mean, there's ways of of analyzing and assessing information. Um, you know, avoiding fallacies and these sorts of things. But it's just simply out the window at this point, and everything's based on emotions. And um, frankly, fear-based mind control programming yes. emanating from the mass media and and even our educational system itself. I mean, that's basically what the, what this whole Holocaust propaganda is. It's fear-based mind control programming, and and you can see these techniques applied to all sorts of these very high-profile events like nine eleven and these alleged you know school shootings and and mass shootings and stuff like that. This is basically a fear-based mind control program on a mass scale. Well stated. Let's try and squeeze in one more call. We've got Joe from Florida. Joe, welcome. What would you like to discuss with John Friend? Hey, Giuseppe, thanks a lot. And uh, thanks, John. Uh, I agree with so much of what you're saying. I wanted to run by this real, you know, I try to stay hopeful. These days it's hard, especially we, I think we're already in World War Three, and we may be on the verge of a nuclear war. But yeah, my theory is this, that, uh, you know, after this is over, if we can get past this period and there's some kind of a settlement between Ukraine and Russia, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be three countries, basically, the U.S., the U.K., and Israel on one side, and the whole rest of the world is going to have be on to their game. In other words, Europe will understand that the United States is now trying to sabotage it. They have no problem. Uh, the United States has no problem throwing all of Europe under the bus. It's obvious that we're the ones responsible with Mossad of bombing these Nord Streams and essentially yeah. sentencing Europe to to a freezing death season. You know, right? But beyond I, that, I, beyond I, that, I think we'll we'll all be aligned, and it'll be a clearer case of who's on the good side, who's on the evil side. What do you think? I, I think you're I think you're spot on, and I think um, a, a lot of I mean even like here you know here in America there, there's a lot of people that 
maybe they're not fully on board and, and, and don't under, don't recognize or understand sort of like the Jewish angle to everything or the racial dynamics involved and, and sort of understanding how the world works. But there's a lot of people that are very skeptical of what's going on. They recognize that the elite political class is outright hostile to their interests. And I think that applies in Europe as well. All right. Thank you so much, John Friend. John will be back as guest co-host soon. Stay tuned for the King of Sunday Night, Robert Ravel and Incendiary Radio. See you next week. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee by going to rbnhemppaste.com and ordering a trial pack of Happy Packets for $5 with free shipping. That's rbnhemppaste.com. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.